opened the door to the most powerful room in housing, built for mortgage executives, real estate leaders, and the rising stars that drive innovation and progress. The gathering will feature over 45 powerful speakers on stage in Scottsdale, Arizona from April 21st to 24th. Learn more and register now at housingwirethegathering.com. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk. I'm Victoria Jones, and this is Housing Wire Daily. Today, you'll be listening to a Real Trending crossover episode featuring Real Trends advisor Steve Murray, who examines the current state of the housing market. In this episode, Murray advises brokerage leaders on how best to examine the housing market's health so they can succeed. But before we listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. At Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, we know your vision of success is unique to you. That's why your goals and our culture of support go hand in hand. We give you the tools and support you need to thrive and live your best life. Come home to Atlantic Bay. Visit JoinAtlanticBay.com to explore what's possible. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, NMLS number 72043, is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, this is Steve Murray for Real Trends and HW Media. Today I want to cover three things, kind of different. The first topic I call watching the strike indicator. Secondly, keeping an eye on this housing market. And lastly, we note tremendous market share gains for brokers and now for agents. Why is that happening all of a sudden, it seems? Let's talk with about watching the strike indicator. Now, for those of you who are fly fishermen, you'll know what I'm talking about. And I had the pleasure last week of spending a couple days on a stream searching for the elusive brown and rainbow trouts on the North Platte, just outside Casper, Wyoming. One of the things about being effective at being a successful fly fisherman is you have to keep your eye constantly on the strike indicator because the fish nudge it ever so lightly to let you know about their presence. And you must spend an inordinate amount of time focusing intently on the strike indicator because it tells you everything and gives you clues as to whether you're going to be successful or not. I was thinking about the analogies to the real estate brokerage industry and the fact that we are all of us, consultants, broker owners, agents, managers, are so distracted often by all the things going on in our business life, not to mention our personal lives, in terms of not being able to pay attention to the fundamentals. And I'm reminded my experience watching the strike indicator that the most successful people are those who can stay focused on it. You might have four or five objectives during a day The key is not that you stay focused on just one of those, but that whatever those four might be, your objectives, your goals, your key performance indicators, whatever they might be, when you're dealing with them, the most successful people are going to be those people who can focus on that particular issue at that particular time. Larry Kendall of Ninja Selling used to talk about being in the moment and being focused on the moment at the time, whether you're 
working with an agent, you're trying to recruit an agent, you're helping to guide a manager, staff, or agents. As a broker owner, if you're an agent and you're dealing with buyers and sellers, staying in the moment is kind of akin to keeping your eye on the strike indicator. And we know from experience that those people who can focus on the issue right in front of them intently until that issue is answered or resolved or a direction is selected. And the question I have for all of our listeners that tuning into this is, have you practiced that kind of intense focus? I know that when I'm fly fishing, the only way I can be successful is to stay totally focused on that strike indicator. And in fact, interesting enough, when I am focused on that, although it doesn't take a lot of mental acuity to do so, all other thoughts are blocked. Everything else is secondary. So a lesson for today might be think about focusing on the strike indicator in the case of a fly fisherman or of a leader of a business, whether that's a brokerage company or an agent running their, their business. Be in the moment, focus on the issue, focus on the person that's right in front of you. Second, keeping an eye on this market. We have said in the past and written about the fact that one of the best barometers of housing market health is the percent of all households, both renter and owners, who bought a home in a particular given period of time. We know, for instance, that over the last 40 years, the national average is 4.8% of all households on average, will buy a home each year. And to the extent the market is above or below that number is an indication of whether the market is running hot or cold. Now, one might say, well, the market's running terribly hot right now. It is running hot. It's just not as hot as it was, say, in 2003, 4, 5, and 6. To put that in perspective, again, the 40-year average was 4.8%. The last 10 years leading up to the end of 2020, it was 4.6%, the average over the whole 10 years. But in the last half of 2020, it was running between 5.3 and 5.8%. Now, 5.3 is not particularly worrisome, but 5.8% and or above, we're starting to get into a danger zone of a market that truly is overheating. I think we also, also understand that we could sell an extra million homes if we had the inventory to do so, but then we would really be in the red zone. What that indicates, for instance, is people who probably shouldn't be buying homes are buying homes. To put it in perspective, in 03, 04, 05, and 06, the average for those four years was just under 7%, or fully half above, 50% above the 40-year average. Now, we're not running that hot right now, but it bears us all watching this particular good market indicator. Another secondary market indicator that tells us where we stand is the overall home ownership rate 
which is published by NAR periodically and other sources as well. It's running well above where it was three or four years ago, but has not yet reached the previous peak. And in fact, the historical peak was in 2004 when it was just under 70% of all, home, all uh, households were homeowners. We are somewhere in the 65 to 66% rate currently, but that's up two points from several years ago still under the long-term peak. But all of these ratios are telling us what you're already seeing in front of you. Yes, this market is running hot, but it's mainly due to a demand-supply imbalance, and most of us recognize that. But in your own market, it may be useful to pull the data together to find out what your homeownership trading rate is. Is it around 4.8 or 5 or 5.5, or is it something well above that, which signals a warning sign. Lastly, it's interesting. Um, in 2020, over 2019, the Realtrends 500 gained 10 points of market share. They went from 35% share of all transactions to 38.5% share. That, that There's never been that kind of market share shift in one year in the 30 years we've been tracking the Realtrends 500. So it's significant. In fact, generally in the past, when markets were really strong, large companies tended to lose share because of the ease of which people could start their own brokerage companies. That did not happen last year. While there's still people forming small companies, the larger firms picked up as we said, 10% share. Another early sign of market share consolidations going on is the America's Best Real Estate Professionals rankings, which will be out in just about a month. But a first glimpse at some of the data, the top agents and top teams in the country gained significant share as well. And in fact, the number of teams and agents that qualified for this year's rankings because they did more than 50 transactions or 20 million in volume soared from 14,700 qualified applicants to over 18,400. That is the largest single year jump in history. Now keep in mind, unit sales only went up about 5.6% last year, 2020 over 2019. So these are two very strong indicators that the largest brokers and the most productive and agent teams are gaining share. Well, how did that happen? From all the anecdotal evidence and conversations and conference calls and Zoom calls we've had, the leaders focused intently starting about mid-March with the advent of the pandemic on being close to each other and to their friends, their families, and in a business sense to their clients and customers. More and more people use Zoom. They could reach more people more frequently with more relevant information. And most every broker we've spoken with indicated all those things were true. It cannot be coincidental that whether your agents and teams doing more business or a broker seeing your brokerage business perform better 
has a lot to do with the extraordinary efforts to stay in touch with people, to exchange useful information, and to let people know, A, I'm here and we're here, and we're here to help with whatever needs you may have that we can satisfy, just to know that we're here and we care, and here are some things to think about doing for your business at this time. The reason I bring this up at this point, gaining that kind of market share in one year is an extraordinary event. I mean, it is unprecedented. It has something to do with the extraordinary efforts of broker owners, managers and staff and of agents and teams who elevated their outreach, their contact, and the establishment of stronger relationships with their friends, family, co-workers, clients, and customers. And I end with this note. If you gain that kind of share primarily because of those things, why would you stop doing them? Pay attention to the basics of communication and relationships because it's clear from what we saw in that data from last year that will lead to greater share, greater business, greater profitability. This has been Steve Murray for Real Trends. Now more than ever, the housing industry is looking to its leaders for answers. That's why each week, the Housing News Podcast invites a new mortgage, fintech, or real estate executive to the show to provide its listeners with more perspective on the announcements and news stories crossing HousingWire's news desk. Hosted by Sarah Wheeler and produced by Alcina Lloyd, the Housing News Podcast is now available on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and we'll catch everyone back here again tomorrow.